You may have seen the commercials in the He Gets Us campaign on television. What was behind them, and what's the strategy for reaching people with these commercial spots? Our Talbot Dean Ed Stetzer has been involved in the campaign from the start, and will give us a behind-the-scenes look at these very creative portraits of Jesus. I'm your host, Scott Ray. And I'm your co-host, Sean McDowell. This is Think Biblically from Talbot School of Theology at Biola University. Ed, welcome. So glad to have you with us. Uh, especially glad to have you as the Dean of Talbot School oh, good of to be Theology. Back. Good to be back on the podcast, but also good to be here at the Talbot School of Theology with you folks. Now, I suspect many of our listeners have seen the oh, I think I can actually tell you statistically, they've all seen the commercials. <laughs> and, and if we'll, they have a screen, they've seen the commercials. And we'll see a lot more of them in the upcoming Super Bowl. Yeah. So what is the He Gets Us campaign about, and what makes it so different and unique? Yeah, so He Gets Us is uh, started, gosh, it started before I was engaged and involved. They, they asked me to be involved a little bit later on as kind of an advisor to the campaign. But, um, but the He Gets Us campaign was started by a uh, group of uh, Christian business leaders who were concerned that the perception of Christianity had suffered and uh, and people weren't necessarily considering who Jesus was. And they would like for people to consider who he was and who he is. And so, um, you know, one of the things that when you when you look in, you know, so they hired marketing people, right? So I came in after marketing people to help with, you know, give some theological advice, things of that sort. Uh, so they hired some marketing people who did marketing surveys. Now, uh, that's what marketing people do. That's why they tend to be good at what they do. And they uh, they found that people were um, there were there were open and curious skeptics who were open to consider who Jesus was. So they decided to create an ad campaign around it. Now, one of the things I'm going to use in our conversation is there's a very distinct frame or box within the ad campaign that the ad campaign is only that. One of the challenges is people want to make it a lot. They want to make, well, what about this? What about this? Mm -hmm. So it's only a campaign to uh, the He Gets Us ad campaign is basically an air campaign uh, with ads and media on and all kinds of platforms. You know, people have seen it on TikTok or people have seen it on, and they'll see it in the Super Bowl, uh, to help people consider who Jesus is by seeking to build a bridge across which they will travel to then uh, say, I want to learn more, go to the website, and then, for example, go to the Bible reading plans. And, um, you know, I, I don't have the most recent number, but 600,000 people thus far have made the trip ultimately to the subscribing to the Bible reading plans. We have some of the highest reading hmm. uh, responses to the you know the U, U version Bible reading hmm. plans. So um, so that's kind of and you, you know, I'm, we'll press in on some of those questions. So all the ads cause people. For example, one of the the most played ad before the last Super Bowl, not uh, that would be 2023 Super Bowl. Um, the most played ad was uh, was showed this group of uh, people who looked a little rough, kind of going through the neighborhood. Uh, you know, tricked out cars and uh, and then we're doing good deeds. And it kind of, you know, said that, you know, then, you know, Jesus, you know, put a group of people who changed the world. Right. So for Christians like, well, Jesus wasn't driving a tricked out car. Well, you know, that's kind of it's 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 a way to get you to think. Mm -hmm. And that's what ad people do. And so so then to say, well, how was Jesus pushing against the cultural norms of his day? Who's Jesus? How do I know him more? So. The folks behind the campaign want to help foster a national campaign about Jesus. So I came on later to then help churches, uh, Christians, churches, and others kind of be prepared in one way to receive people. Remember, the campaign's a very specific frame or mm -hmm. box. Mm -hmm. 
So outside that framer box, now I, I speak sometimes into the framer box, but outside that framer box, I wanted to help uh, churches. So you can actually, uh, churches receive referrals um, and uh, hundreds of thousands of people have through the different campaigns that are involved in, in in this. He gets us in several and a few others. Hundreds of thousands of people have actually been referred to local churches. I go all over mm-hmm. the country and people say, you know, we sign up for what, what are called explorers uh, through something uh, through an organization called Galoo. And they say, you know, we receive, I mean, I've just talked to a pastor that yeah, you know, uh, SoCal pastors, yeah, two or three times a week, we receive somebody who has questions. Now, of course, they're not coming in like, hi, I'm a person who loves Jesus. I'm already tithing. Can I lead a small group? I mean, these are people who've got mm-hmm. questions and, and more. So, so again, just keep in mind that frame. All the questions that people have is, not all of them, but the vast majority of questions people say, well, why don't you do this is because the campaign is a very clear frame within which they're working, mm-hmm. which is to cause people to say, I want to understand and learn more about this Jesus. So you hit at some of the response so far. Yeah. 600,000 people sign up for the Bible, the Bible plan, plans, yeah. people get engaged in church, all this is I think positive. it's 300,000 to, to referrals to church through the okay. different campaigns. 300,000 referrals. Yeah. So obviously there's some people that are in favor of this. Yeah. There's obviously some criticism. Yeah. I've seen some of both. Right. How has the team and the leadership processed some of this criticism, and what is some of the criticism that's that's come out against it? Well, so the Super Bowl was the was the peak of the criticism. That's right. So, right. so in the middle of the Super Bowl, uh, AOC, the liberal congresswoman from New York, tweeted, uh, "This is trying to make, some very I'm paraphrasing. This is trying to make fascism look benign." So you know, not exactly a friendly response to the ads. Now, why would they say such a thing? Well, because there a lot of news stories came out. That this is that one of the funders of this is you know on more conservative side, uh, has, and they give to you know a, 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 they give to a fund that gives to different funds, and so all of a sudden it's like well this is bad, and so that was at the beginning. And my joke is you know and a million people went to the website there in the Super Bowl after AOC tweeted, so that you know that had a lot of okay, people. Okay, there you it, go. It wasn't really a million, but I'm like that's my joke. <laughs> million people, thank you AOC. So then Charlie Kirk tweeted. A little later, that the Green family. So remember, the one of the people, mm-hmm. one of the families that helped to resource this is the Green family. So the Hobby Lobby family, and yep. uh, and so then Charlie Kirk tweeted, and I, I don't remember the exact wording, but something like they're being uh, fooled into, uh, you know, misportraying Jesus or something like that. And then a million people come to the website. So, uh, so I mean, the reality is, we live in a time when it's twenty twenty four, boys and girls. Everything's controversial. Uh, everyone is, is is someone's hero, someone's villain. And when you run ads that are geared towards engaging skeptics using creative ways, C.S. Lewis talked about how why he wrote fanciful stories. He wanted to steal past the watchful dragons because in his day, everyone sort of knew the gospel story. So what he said is, I'm trying to, we'd say sneak today. I'm trying to sneak past these watchful dragons of your familiarity with the story of the Christian story with these fanciful tales that he would tell. Well, so... In some ways, these uh, the, the 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 campaign is trying to steal past the watchful dragons of people who've sort okay. of rejected Christianity. Mm-hmm. Say, look what Jesus did, and he had some pretty shocking things about how he elevated women, how he challenged the religious authorities. I mean, we can look at dozens of things. So that to a skeptic who may have rejected Christianity uh, in that frame, then say, well, I want to learn more, and then they go to the can- the website and they learn okay. more. They go to the Bible reading plans. <clears throat> so. I think um, Joe Carter wrote kind of a thing about the He Gets This campaign that that I and I, I tend to read. I read the different criticism. I read the different suggestions. I read the different things. But in that case, he said, man, if you like pre-evangelism, you probably will get the He Gets This cam- campaign okay. more because it's not like in 30 seconds, in 60 seconds, the ads in the Super Bowl come coming up. A lot of people will listen to this after the Super Bowl. 
but the 2024 Super Bowl, uh, it's 60 seconds at this time. These things change, which I didn't know. But it's 60 seconds and then a 15-second one. You didn't, You can't go from, uh, you know, creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. Of course. God, of course. us, sin, you know, yeah. Christ's response. Um, so it's a conversation starter. So that's so we knew there'd be some criticism. I think there are things, things to yeah. learn and and to be clearer on. And part sure. of early on, I, I wanted to help them be clearer on some things as well. So that's all part of that journey. But let me let me ask Please. you this: in terms of the pushback, you've yeah. got some from the left, you right. got some from the right. You gave us numbers. Yeah. Do we know that these are actually skeptics that have responded, we or are these know. Christians going? Oh, I should be reading the Bible. I'm going to sign up. Yeah, we don't know. Um, And that's because we don't ask them demographic questions when they come because people aren't generally willing to give demographic questions when they come. So for us, um, you know, we've seen, I mean, through some of these referrals to churches, uh, countless people come into faith in Christ. And I love that. Uh, But we don't know of the percentage of individual people, largely because uh, what we used to call seekers, and now we might call explorers or curiously skeptics, whatever. (laughs) They don't tend to give you their their demographic graphic profile or their religious background. So um, so we, we're not we're not sure. We do know the, the the numbers that we do know, and we do know that I mean this was the most talked about ad in last year's Super Bowl. Before more than anything else. So how do you know that? Just search there's, online. Yes, well, there's actually like um, like magazines that report like ad meters okay, and stuff like that. Enough, yeah. So the most talked about, um, and so we know that it helped to foster mm. a conversation about who Jesus is. Um, one of the stats that was interesting was people search for Jesus more during the Super Bowl than they did during Christmas that year. <laughs> really? So that seems to me now. Now the challenge is search for Jesus, all kinds of stuff about yeah, Jesus that out is there. The problem. So, but but more people. I mean that that catches me. And again, that was shared mm-hmm. in one of our meetings. Um, so so I, I think it's is it perfect? Um, uh, you know, I mean, I'm an advisor to campaign, but uh, you know, I advise. We got a they're very. I mean, the, the creative team that does this are the people who have done like all these national non-faith-based campaigns. As a matter of fact, the creative team that um, that that did the He Gets Us ad did another ad in the Super Bowl uh, for uh, for uh, some sort of food product. I can't remember what it is. And it was top, their top 10. So they had two top 10 ads. So this is not, you know, these are people. Now, now the question I got to ask missiologically is, you know, where, where do I feel about the box? You know, and, and yeah. you know, and I look at Paul. And I look at Paul at Pisidian Antioch, and he he crosses a bridge using uh, Jewish history. You know, he says, uh, at Pisidian Antioch, he says, men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. And he goes, you know, takes them through the entirety of Jewish history. And then at Lystra, he talks about nature. You know, he's building a bridge there. Mm-hmm. And then at Acts 17, at the Areopagus, he's, you know, quoting, quoting Epicurean and Stoic poets and philosophers. So I think there's biblical warrant for seeking to kind of build a bridge to culture to engage sure. it. There's biblical warrant to say, let's get people to look more at Jesus. If you're comfortable with pre-evangelism, which not everybody is, um, you know, I'm deeply committed to evangelism. I, you know, that's one of the reasons I led the Billy Graham Center for the uh, for seven years at Wheaton. Um, if you're comfortable with pre-evangelism, you're probably going to say, well, I might have done this or that a little differently. My hope is, because, because again, the ad campaign is going to continue. So if you look at that campaign, say, I mean, I wouldn't do it that way. I get it. I mean, that's the world in which we live. It's 2024. I wouldn't do it that way or I wouldn't do that. Um, to me, my hope is, is that Christians and churches will say that people are going to be talking about this and that water cooler conversation, you know, depending on when listen, people listen to podcasts, it releases before the Super Bowl. But maybe right after Super Bowl, Monday morning, man, help your people be prepared to respond to these mm-hmm. conversations and know that the campaign is going to go on. So you're going to have 
mm. people all over the world. So you can casually have a conversation at a sporting thing and say, hey, did you see that ad? And then lead into that conversation. So whether you like it, whether you would have done it that way, whether you've done it differently, man, just help. There's seed being planted in culture about conversations about Jesus. I want Christians to step up, stand out, and show and share the love of Jesus in that. My so answers it, are too long, aren't yeah. they? I'm, no, I'm no, sure. not at all. Not at <laughs> I'm all. sorry. <laughs> you know, you said the, the, the book that he gets us. Yeah, that, Max Lucado. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about the connection between the book and the and the campaign. Yeah. So so the hope was that there'd be some ancillary resources that would come around. And so uh, I'm trying to remember if uh, if uh, who reached out to Max. I don't know if I reached out to Max or someone else did. But you know, Max Lucado is sort of well known. You know, and uh, and we said, you know, can we just we just wanted to take and quickly to do this so that people who saw the ads can then pick up the the book and in the book they can uh you know the the, the by the way the subtitle up top is probably helpful for people experience the confounding love forgiveness and relevance of Jesus that's a phrase that's used a lot the confounding love of mm-hmm. Jesus right if you have not seen the super bowl ad or if you have seen it by now depending upon it you'll see that it's about uh and I imagine people will be talking about it a lot uh, about the confounding love of Jesus, how Jesus modeled a serving love even to his enemies, uh, even to Judas. And so so that's going to be reflected. So so here, anytime to me, we can kind of lean in and say, let's explore Jesus more. So the the desire of this was not, not that there's anything wrong with Christian bookstores, there aren't many left, but uh, as the former vice president of Lifeway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's this is airport shops. You know, we want these in airport shops. So people pick it up. Oh, I saw the ads. So... The hope mm. is is that people will explore, again, explore or experiencing mm-hmm. this, the confounding love, forgiveness, and relevance of Jesus. Uh, now, um, you know, the folks with the air campaign, again, that's the box. Um, I make, I'm in conversation. Like, I, we are helping to foster a conversation. Ed and denominational leaders and networks and churches, you get your people to join in that conversation. So it's not... The job of the campaign to get everyone to join into the conversation is the job of Christian leaders mm-hmm. to say, let's do it. So this is just another tool in the toolbox mm-hmm. to help with that. And let me ask you a couple of yeah. the just uh, objections or criticisms totally. I've heard people express yeah, totally. and get your take on this. One is people would say, how much does a Super Bowl ad cost? $5 million, $10 million? I think it's somewhere between five it, and 10, but it's a lot of money. So yeah. even creating it behind it, we're right. thinking tens of millions mm-hmm. of dollars. Mm-hmm. And there's a commercial for Bud Light with yep. somebody scantily clad, yes. deodorant, a car, yes. he gets Let me us. just be clear that like. we don't, I don't participate with Bud Light, but I've, <laughs> okay. if you want to say that there's an ad for that, I understand. Fair enough. <laughs> there's a lot at the Super yes. Bowl, of course. It's not a bastion of righteousness. So so how do we, I, I just justify, or not nest justify, yeah. explain yeah. the thinking behind so much totally. money for a 30 second ad. Totally. Yeah. Walk um, us through that it process. It is probably the most common objective objection, particularly mm. from Maybe secular people, not that you're secular, Sean. Uh, but the reason is like you know, I work for you. Yeah, so. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but more like you know, couldn't you use this money to you know serve the poor? To um, you know, for me, I'm a church planting person, so you know, like, could we invest that in, in planting? You know, creating a help facilitate church planting movement. Yeah. And the answer is is that when uh, you've been uh, you know, if you've been a pastor, a lot of our listeners be pastors, and someone comes to you in your church and says, "I just have a vision for this." And um, and I want to do this, and you know that's what you say. Well, let's let's do it the best that we can. You might say, well, you know, if you were to give them this, we could fix this broken, you know, lights in the hallway. But you want to do and you know put a new sign out front. Okay, great. Do we really is that is that the first choice that we would do? So I think I think 
of all the Christians in America, probably everyone would say, if I had, uh, you know, Super Bowl ad is nothing, but you know, I mean, the news camp, the news reports have parted hundreds of millions of dollars. So yeah. if you're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars, there's a lot of things that you could do. And I would say that um, for me, I, uh, you know, I know some of the folks behind it. I don't know everybody, but I know some folks behind it. And they had a burden that Christianity uh, really had been, has been misrepresented in culture. And one of the ways that they would like to foster a better understanding of the Christian faith is to point to who Jesus was and what he did. So again, it's, it's sort of like what burdens on, what was the burden on their heart? Um, you know, and, but of course the challenge is, you know, you could, there's not a, there's not a thing that you do that someone might say you should have done it this way or, or differently. Um, but I'm not, and I don't think they're bothered by that. That's just, just hmm. something that they had the resources to do and they felt the call to do. And it, it actually, uh, it, you know, there, there's actually news stories to sort of talk about where, um, you know, they said, you know, how, how did, how did the Christian message get so misunderstood and how do we help people understand who Jesus is? So again, back to that frame, who Jesus is, what he does, what he's done, how to understand him more. That's what they wanted to focus on. Okay. So let me, let me push Please. back. Please. Just no, my feelings never Again, because I hear, I know they're not. Mm. Some people say, okay, if we're focusing on who he is yeah. and what he did, right. he gets us, might get us to empathy, the incarnation, right. but not the death and the resurrection, sure. Sure. which is the root sure. of the message sure. itself. So it's not really focused right. ultimately on what he did. I've right. heard that. Pushback. Yeah. So, give us some context yeah. of the thinking. Um, go to the you, the ads are in a frame, and that frame is understand who Jesus is, particularly focused on the earthly Jesus and the things he did on earth. So, we're trying to get you, uh, you know, to, you go to the website, go to the website that's there. Well, the website takes you to the Bible plans, and the Bible reading plans goes through and eventually gets to the I am statements of Jesus. I am the resurrection and the life. One of those I am statements of Jesus. So, I guess the question is: is how quickly do you get to something, and who gets to something? So, I know that everybody in the campaign believes in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, um, uh, believes in the divinity of Christ, and more. So, the question is: how and when do you get to that, and what's the receptivity point for uh, curiously open seekers? And the receptivity point, based on research, for curiously open for those open seekers is actually the person of Jesus. So the frame, the person of Jesus, then to the website, then to the Bible reading plan, and then if you start reading the Bible, you can't, I mean, that's where those things are. Now, again, I'm an advisor to the campaign. I don't decide, you know, all those things, but that's the description of the pathway. Okay. And so it's a question of when and how you get there and who can you bring along on that journey in the conversation. So again, this is more pre-evangelism. We're going to keep coming back to that. Evangelism. Yep would be proclaiming Jesus' death on the cross for our sin and in our place and calling women and men to respond by grace and through faith to the good news of that gospel. This is, the frame is, uh, I don't think, I'm using the term, like they're not necessarily using that term. The frame is Or the uh, hook, you might say. Is that a fair the, way to yeah, put hook, it? Hook, the, yeah, I think okay. I wouldn't be offended by that. Uh, you know, okay. again, I, I don't, I'm not a spokesperson for the campaign, so I'm not saying the campaign would say that. I'm an advisor. Fair but enough. But yeah, it's, you know, you don't want to be, some people like, oh, I, I do this or that. You know, there there's some ads that I think are amazing, some ads I probably do differently, sure. but I appreciate the heart of what they're trying to do. And I think there's some missiological precedent here that you're looking for a bridge. Now, you know, people don't like the idea that they did marketing research to see how people were open to things, but... Man, you know, before Paul gets to Act 16, he walks around, Act 17, he walks around Act 16, looking at their idols, being deeply troubled in his mm -hmm. soul. And I think that that people walking around being deeply troubled, I would say too, you know, you got to remember too that the ad company is not a Christian ad company. There are Christians in the ad company, but mm -hmm. it's not a Christian ad company. They do work for Christian organizations among others, but I mean, it's, it's a big company. And so for them, for some people, it's like, well, you have... Um, 
you know, Christians and non-Christians working on this? And the answer is yes. And um, partly because um, we want to ask the question, you know, if you're, if you're not a person of faith, you know, what, what, what questions do you have sort of coming from this? I come from a non-Christian home, and I would often um, ask my, uh, well, one of my direct family members who's not a Christian, I'd say, I, I got this thing we're going to do at our church as a mailer. Would you just look over this and see what questions you have? And he, you know, the changes he'd make, I couldn't make some of them. You know? I mean, we still do believe these things, but but I think that adds uh, a richness. Lerma's the ad campaign. So I met, I went to Lerma in Dallas, and I met with their leadership, and uh, and and you know the the guy who's leading the campaign is a is a is a committed follower of Jesus. But there's a team that actually speaks into this that helps to avoid some Christian jargon and things of that sort. So that makes sense. You would be if you're like this is not either of you, but if you like been going to church for thirty years, you love Jesus with your whole heart. Um, these ads are not targeted towards you. So you may feel that <laughs> because these are not, you're not the audience. Now, the question is, is, is the audience being being moved? And I think that's right now, um, we're kind of thinking through, got some new leadership. I'm, gotcha. I'm not the new leadership. We've got some new leadership. We're saying, are we moving the needle the way that we want to? So that's, those are always questions. I think those are good questions to ask. So let's be a little more specific about the, the frame yeah. that you're talking about. What are some things, some ways in which you think Jesus has been misrepresented that the campaign is trying to correct? That the campaign is trying to correct. I can, The first part of the question was easier. I could say I think some ways that Jesus has been misrepresented. Well, let's stick but, with that to start Right, because I don't know that I've had like conversation with what are you trying to correct per se. Um, so what are some ways I think Jesus has been misrepresented? I think, I mean, I'm what I write about often is contextualization. And when people make the assumption that Jesus is a... Uh, you know, certain uh, cultural expression, or a uh, or a political party, or a uh, a way of of uh, you know of of dress or or whatever, and they kind of put. And I think what's happened is because I mean, let's be honest. I don't think Christians have always represented Jesus and His kingdom well. It's one of the reasons I wrote Christians in the Age of Outrage, is that they not represented Jesus and His kingdom well. So what happened is, is that people have sort of missed that Jesus. You know, I, I just added Derwin Gray as a columnist to uh, the magazine I serve as uh, editor-in-chief of, Outreach Magazine. And his first article is on, you know, lessons from Gandhi. You know, Gandhi writes about how are you, why are you Christians so unlike your Jesus? And I kind of was like, I'm not, I was like, lessons from Gandhi, you know. But that's, it's, a, it's a, you read through the article, it's really good. Um, but I, I think that's the question is like, if people see Christians and assume, for example, Jesus is anti-women, but I mean, nobody around the table, everyone around the table would just say Jesus was shockingly pro and affirming of women in first century. Um, I mean, shockingly. I mean, you know, women witnessed his mm-hmm. resurrection. The the woman at the well. We could give hundreds of examples. So when you tell people that that Jesus was pro woman, what does that mean? And, and obviously, that means different people. Whoever hears that, those words, when you and I hear that, we're like, well, of course he was. But other people hear that and say, well, what? Because it's all tied up in the secular things. Right. So the end result is, from that frame, they go learn more. So again, keep hearing that that in the frame, huh. Yeah. If it produces the huh, or the hook, as you called it, huh, I want to learn more, then, then ultimately, if we, if we believe, as I do, that the Bible is God's, you know, inerrant, inspired word, and we can have people reading the Bible. So, so, so again, that's the pathway because there's too many people on the pathway for everyone to have a conversation with. But if we get people engaging God's word, and those people who are interested in also engaging a church, I mean, that to me is a is a substance, substantive step forward. 
But um, those places there, again, back to C.S. Lewis, we've got to steal past the watchful dragons. They say, oh, those Christians, that must mean Jesus is like this. Read the Jesus in the New Testament. It's pretty shocking. And then you feel hear the full story of the message, and it changes your life. It changes everything. It ultimately renews all things. And what I think is perhaps most powerful about the campaign is just the three words he gets, he gets us. us yeah. I found myself in a few sermons making that point and literally stopping and saying, as the famous campaign says, <laughs> he gets us, yeah, which yeah, yeah. means yeah. it's an effective yeah. campaign. So obviously that has power. It's three short words. Yeah. What's the story behind? What did it take All to right. come up with that? Why did they choose that angle? That was pre-me. Okay. Um, but, uh, there's this, there's this team and, uh, Bill and Jason, they have this, they have this, uh, it's, it's kind of strange because there's a lot of players involved. Like there's this mm. marketing agency, uh, you know, uh, Haven's this creative hub in Grand Rapids and then Lerma's in Dallas. Uh, so Lerma sort of makes it, but, but early on he gets the stuff sort of comes out of, uh, Bill McKendry, who's, who's a, uh, very uh, well-known person in this field, uh, very committed Christian, um, and so and I, and 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 I'm not sure how soon like was that because because you know I'm not sure where like Jason Vanderground actually now leads that organization. So I'm not 100 percent sure who first came up with it, but the for me the thing that um, and again I recognize that that it must drive you a little crazy that people have a lot of Josh McDowell references in your life, <laughs> but. But if, you're, if you remember the crew days, so I, I grew up on Long Island outside of New York City okay, and, and a non-Christian home. Hmm. And I remember seeing bumper stickers with three words on them. I found it. And um, wow. if you've been around long enough, so you remember hmm. this, I found it came. It actually happened on multiple iterations. Now, I never knew what it was until I became a professor and scholar and taught evangelism. I taught a history of evangelism campaigns once. And so, so I found out that that's an evangelism campaign. But I remember... My dad and my mom, we were driving down the road, you know, the cigarettes full, smoke in the car, you know, this kind of stuff. <laughs> this was before your day, Sean. Uh, no seatbelts, probably sitting on the dashboard, <laughs> looking out the back of the station wagon. But they would see the bumper stickers, and we didn't know what it was. It was, I found it, and I got it all over my shirt. I found it, but I've lost it. Where is it now? And so I remember, I talked to my dad later on. I said, oh, yeah, I remember making fun of that. And because it never said what it was. Three words, kind of clearly articulated, I found it. Well, something's changed since the 70s. It's called, wait for it, the interwebs. So there are these vacuum tubes, <laughs> tubes that communicate information. So the simplicity of, of this kind of reminds me of, I found it, he gets us. So he, who's he? You're going to look in the mirror. What does it mean he gets? Because remember, the campaign's emphasizing the, the, the human life mm -hmm. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So he gets, he's lived, you live this, mm -hmm. he gets us. And then there's the sense of the bridge to you. But also put a dot com on the end of that, and that's where people can go learn more, and that's to the Bible reading plan. Because yeah. I found it still to this day. I never told, I didn't tell my dad uh, the full story of what that necessarily was, but still to this day, I think all kinds of people like me in outside of New York City as a kid saw the campaign, didn't know what it was. So the three words are amazing. are important, yeah. but these three words, I mean, you know, he gets us. Each has a pretty profound meaning, so I love it. So let's be a little more specific about yeah. some of the things that are in included in the book yeah. that we see from the campaign. How were the various aspects of the life of Jesus selected? Yeah. Yeah. So so um, it's each time, each ad is sort of different. So, um, so sometimes it will emphasize how Jesus was misunderstood. Um, that's uh, the one ad that I mentioned earlier. He was seen as a troublemaker, rebel, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
So again, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I, I've signed a NDA on, on the Super Bowl <laughs> ad. This is coming out before the Super Bowl. Um, so, but you're going to see in the Super Bowl ad that what Jesus did is the central to the theme of the ad. So, um, so, so really smart people, way smarter than me. I got to remember, I, I'm like the worst at like creativity. So mm-hmm. I had a, uh, a book I once wrote called Comeback Churches and they sent me the cover and it's a bunch of people from the fifties and hats going into this dying church. And I said, what a depressing cover. <laughs> and then it won the creative the book cover <laughs> of the year. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know. I'm clearly not gonna be that person. So, um, so what happens is, is that um, they'll kind of look for different aspects of Jesus' life. At that point, they'll often engage me and some others and say, you know, how can we rightfully but creatively, uh, you know, kind of explain or extrapolate some of what's there. But I, I think, you know, some key words, the key words we're looking for ways to explain the confounding love of Jesus. So, you know, so give examples. So, um, you know, around Thanksgiving and Christmas, you may be aware that people sometimes have family conflict around the holidays. Well, Jesus had some of that as well. I mean, think about, you know, when he was at the temple and his mother. And and, and so we can actually did you know, where's where does that come from? How did Jesus walk through that? So you look for points of commonality, which I think is very uh, missiologically appropriate. So Paul looked for commonality with the Jews at Pisidian Antioch and went to history. He looked for commonality with the people at Lystra and the backwaters of the Roman Empire and went to nature. He looked for commonalities and went to Epicurean and poet, uh, Stoic philosophy and poetry. So, so I think that there's commonality of that. Now, you might say, well, I wouldn't have done it this way or that way. And part of the challenge is, like when the ad where, um, you know, clearly was portraying a, uh, a picture of Jesus and the disciples as a misunderstood group of people in tricked out cars. Again, people are like, well, Jesus didn't drive. We, we, I mean, we, uh, they know Jesus didn't drive. But if it makes you think, well, man, what? How is Jesus misunderstood? There's the bridge. How is Jesus misunderstood? Then go to the website, learn more, go to the Bible plan to understand who Jesus is fully and rightly. So that's that's the trajectory, the desired trajectory. Okay, so I've got another one for you. Please, <clears throat> I'm not shocked uh, that you do. So when you look at what Christians believe about Jesus, yes. not all have a theology that you and I would like them to have that it's we true. teach here at Talbot School of Theology. But if they go to the Talbot School of Theology with there a fully you, online MemDiv now available undergrad as well. Sorry. Good, good, good commercial. Go Those who say I'm a born-again Christian, yeah. even go to church to some yeah. degree, the amount who say Jesus sinned or the yeah. amount who say oh, Jesus was not born of a virgin yeah, or yeah. he's one way to God, etc. Yeah. So they need to be reminded yeah. of good biblical theology. If this is towards skeptics, yeah. I would assume that they understand the human side of Jesus, but probably not the divine right. side right. of Jesus. Right. So why are these emphasizing more the human side to get the skeptic in right. rather than the divine side? Because it's an evangelist. Well, it's a pre-evangelistic conversation, and that's the point of interest that people have. So what I think you'd, if you listen to the leaders of the campaign, what mm-hmm. they would say is, man, there's there's 300,000 plus churches in America that need to be telling people about the divine side of Jesus. We're trying to foster and start a conversation about Jesus that causes people to look to the Bible to learn more. The other thing too, just transparently, it's really hard to do, run ads that would address the, I mean, how do you address the divinity in a 30 second ad? So, but you could point to the confounding love of Jesus and what he did on the earth and then say, here's a place to learn more. But ultimately, I think it's the, 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 the folks who have created the campaign, again, I'm not folks who created the campaign, have said, this is the frame we yeah. want, and this yeah. is the bridge. And then, but they invite 
uh, invite people to come and say, let's, again, the Bible reading plans, or let's refer to churches that point to that. So I guess they would say, this is our piece of the the puzzle. We're looking for others to pick up the rest. Maybe this is it. And I don't, I don't know what's in the thinking, but if you ask skeptics, they don't believe Jesus is God, but right. they're all aware that Jesus did those exactly. things. And, one of and the things that's that, right. the narrative right. about it. And so one of the things we have like on the website on about us, it talks about we are Christians who believe in the divinity of Christ. So I'm not sure right. exactly how it's worded, but, uh, but there's a statement in there that specifically says that. Uh, but we recognize that a lot of people, if they fully believe in the divinity of Christ, they mm-hmm. would have rightly responded by repentance and by grace and through faith. So this is an entree point, right? So, yeah. And then from that entree point, you want to go elsewhere. That makes sense. And by the way, some of the research out of Barna worldwide called the open generation, yeah. like three volumes in this, they said people are open to Jesus. Yep. And there's a sense where he's 2000 years in the past right. and doesn't relate to my life today. Right. Maybe at the root of this is trying to say, no, actually he gets you and relates more practically with your neighbor and even on issues that are bubbling up in culture sure, today, sure. maybe that's a way of bridging that. I well, don't know. And bridge, but just, bridge, I think, is a key, a constant word to think of, right? A frame is one word. And from that frame, because, you know, people look at why doesn't the campaign do this? Because that's not what the campaign feels called to do. It's meant to do. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's literally designed to, in this frame, point people to who G, what Jesus did, who he was, so they can learn more, and et cetera. I've already said it three times, so I won't yeah. go through it again. One so, more, one so, more. One more, one more, okay. <laughs> um, but I, I guess the question is, is the bridge. So there's a bridge to culture. And I would say that based on what we're seeing in the metrics of how people are responding, they actually see a measured change in how people respond to and understand who Jesus is. And so um, so, so again, there's you know internal polling things. So there's a percentage of people who are now more open to explore the Jesus of the Bible. Right. And to me, uh, I mean, again, I'm just an advisor to the campaign, but I'm I'm glad to advise and speak into and encourage when we literally can see metrics that more people are open to explore Jesus and hundreds of thousands of people are actually doing that. So that sure. to me is the strength of it. And again, I think a lot of things, you know, early when, when it came out that it was the, uh, you know, the Green family, one of the key funders and key beginning. I think people sort of in the Christian world sort of know them and, you know, and, and appreciate sure. so much of what they yeah. do and they've done. Um, and so what I would say is, I, I would say, you know, look to the ads themselves, recognize it's not for you, but if it moves the interest level of somebody, even if you don't, you know, let's say I don't like it, but you know, but if Christ is being proclaimed and people are having a conversation, mm-hmm. rejoice and pick up that conversation, <laughs> had a great call with somebody who wasn't happy with it. And I said, man, I get it. But are your friends talking about it? He said, yeah. He says, well, I know you're not happy with it, but it's not going to stop. So just a thought, why don't you talk to your friends about it? And, and, he, and, he's, and he actually said to me, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I don't have to go around critiquing this or that, but what I can do is my neighbor, you know, is, is got guy worked in a secular role, uh, a friend. He said, I'm just going to talk to people. I said, then Just the campaign's happy. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, maybe yeah. don't feel like you need to defend everything in the commercial because it's produced largely by Christians. Yeah. If you disagree with something in it, that's still a talking point. Go is. back to the scriptures, exactly. ask why, who is Jesus. That's the point to provoke. I promise you that the founders and the leadership of the campaign would be profoundly thrilled <laughs> if you disagreed with the campaign, but the end result was you had a conversation with someone who doesn't know the Lord Amen. and shared with here, them here. the good news of the gospel. What is your favorite of all the commercials that have aired so far? Gosh, that's a good question. Um, I, I think probably the Rebel one, the one that 
um, that was the most viewed. And in part, it was my favorite because um, it's kind of got a nice twist. Well, I don't know that. I, I want to describe it in a little more. Detail. I want to withdraw. I want to go back to the. Okay. I want to go back to the the Super Bowl ad with the Patsy Cline song. That was my favorite one. So, well, the two the two Super Bowl ads last year were were pretty strong. I don't know if you saw them, but one of them um, has these people in conflict, and so you can feel the music kind of escalating in conflict, and and uh, and then and then it just ends with you know Jesus love the people we hate, and it's like okay, well, I mean. What is, I mean, how do you, where do you go with that? Right. So, and then the other one was talking about, you know, was kind of a, kind of a feel good thing with a Patsy Cline song. And so that was, I, you know, that's fair. I, I, I've, I've given you three in the answer to that. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. There's some that I like less, um, but I'm not going to tell you that. So, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but those, those are ones I, I, the ones I like catch people's attention and they say, that's shocking. Jesus did that. And uh, you know, and, and, and what does that mean for me? So to me, I keep coming back because I'm a missiologist, right? So if it builds the bridge mm-hmm. and then causes people to explore, I'm like, that is the best. If it, you know, if it just you know, creativity for creativity's sake, you can do creativity all day long. Um, and again, you have super creative people like these people, the, the ad people are like yeah, insanely sure. creative. Uh, but to me, that's, that's success people. And the fact that so many people, went to see some of those ads, rewatched them over and over again, mm-hmm. talked about them. I think that, to me, my favorite ads are probably the ones that get people talking about Jesus the most. Fair enough. Good stuff. So any last words that we missed on the purpose of the campaign, what to look for in the campaign, how to use it, or do you think we covered it? I think we covered... Well, let me, let me add one more thing. Um, the I think one of the misunderstandings is, particularly after last year's Super Bowl, was that that was it. That was the pinnacle of the campaign. Uh, and I, I, I assure you it's not. It's an ongoing multi-year strategy back in the Super Bowl with two ads this year. Um, that could change. But, I mean, it's, it's – and, and that's public sure. now. Just uh, sure. at the time of this recording, a news yesterday broke the news that, you know, there's going to be mm-hmm. another uh, – I think they said one, so I may be breaking news here too, but okay. there's actually two. Uh, but, again, that changes sometimes because, you know, they'll kind of move things around. But um, if you like sports – um, you've seen a lot of these ads. I'm not a sports ball yes, person, so yeah. I don't know much about these things. But, um, but like I know the plans for next year, and it's not getting less; it's getting more. Oh wow! Um, and okay. what I would say is, I, I, you're not getting less, not mm. getting more. And I don't need you to get on board, <clears throat> but I, boy, I sure would encourage you to seize the opportunity of people talking about Jesus in our culture. That's great. And let's. Do that as Christians again now, because remember, one of the great things about me is I'm not in the frame. I know the frame, right? Sometimes I can speak into the frame, but I'm not in the frame. So I want to say, as a uh, as a pastor, as a as a leader of a seminary and a school of theology, I want to say that this is a great time. Cultures in the midst of tumult and turbulence, uh, we're going into an election year. What a what a great opportunity in the midst of all the turbulence and tumult to say, hey, let's talk about who this Jesus is. What did he do? Point them to the fact they lived a sinless life. He died on the cross for our sin in our place. God raised him from the dead on the third day, and you can receive him by grace and through faith. We're at a historic lull in evangelism in our world today. I mean, I can remember back to when in the 80s when people were doing a Tuesday night evangelism outreach and people were doing evangelism training every day and everyone was going to EE or whatever. And now we're at this historic low. And I would just say, if I could just ask Christians who have different opinions about all different things, is that you like it, don't like it, 
But the world needs to hear about Jesus. And if there's some people who want to help foster some of those conversations, why don't you jump into those conversations in a world where evangelism is on decline? Let's make much of Jesus. That's my thought. I don't think we can add much more to that. Drop the mic, baby. Yeah, let's, go. let's go. Let me encourage our, our viewers and listeners, if you don't have the book, He Gets Us. Uh, and we'd encourage you, watch the Super Bowl if for no other reason than to watch the, the two commercials. That's the only reason I'm watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, and to engage with your neighbors. Yeah, amen. Who's in the Super Bowl? I don't even know who's in the Super Bowl. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. yet. We don't know no. at the time of this recording. Okay. Could yeah. it be Buffalo? Yes, it could. It okay, could if it's the be. Buffalo Bills, watch for the Buffalo Bills. I lived in Buffalo five years, and four of those five years they went to the Super Bowl. Don't follow up on I that. Don't, oh, don't yes. follow up. We I know what happened. Go. But yeah, amen, brother. Thanks. Great. Ed, thanks so much for being thanks with for us. Thanks for your role in the campaign and uh, your role ongoing. Thanks. And we, we are delighted to hear the figures, the conversations that are taking place. Mm. This is great stuff. Thanks. So watch the Super Bowl. Thanks for being with us.